And welcome back to episode 143 of the Weekly Tech Ramp with me, Jay. And me, Carl. Oh, we are back after a little bit of extended break there. Due are to you sure? some... <laughs> well, we are back, aren't we? Yeah, we're just about. It's been a while. <laughs> we are back. We are back. And we're back here in what can be described as the random reappearance of summer in the UK. Um, <laughs> I mean, what's it got to be close to 30 today, isn't it? At least in the office, it, it must be. Is. Yeah, it's 30 plus in my office. Uh, but yeah, only last week I was out on holiday and it was torrential rain. So... Who knows in the UK? Well, I mean, given for our business travel, so I was we were both out in the US. I was out for a, right. a week long with newer. I went from being in Dallas where it was 43 degrees and like a furnace uh, yes. to uh, to landing in Las Vegas uh, in the path of Hurricane Hillary, where it was 19 degrees and raining like I'd just come from the UK. <laughs> Very well, peculiar. Yeah, I, I went through Hurricane Hillary and the earthquake, did I? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes, yes. You landed in LA in the path of an earthquake, didn't you? Uh, I did, uh, followed by the, uh, yeah. Many delays and many rerouting, but I made it to Vegas. Oh, indeed. Well, we are back then, and we are back to talk uh, this week, uh, as predicted before we left, uh, games, uh, TVs, movies, uh, tech, all the stuff upcoming that we're looking to get real kind of excited about that's coming in the next few months and a little bit further out and we'll be back next week with episode 144 which will be our regular scheduled programming of the latest tech stories and news and uh, we've got quite a good lineup already for next week talking some interesting stories around intel and amd uh, we've also got some cybersecurity breaches uh, we've got uh razzle can i'll leave that one with you because that is just hilarious um and we've got ultra ram which isn't quite what you think it is but it's quite clever anyway what well, a <laughs> indeed and next week uh we will also uh be uh looking at the apple event because the apple event's on the 12th um so Ooh, we'll probably we'll prob- we probably <laughs> we meant to rejig some bits to give you an update on on the apple event but we'll talk about that at the end of the show so this week then we're going to talk tv movies and games and tech so let's talk about then some of the latest shows and films that we are kind of excited about that's coming um in the next few months uh and yep. as i said probably a little bit pushed out actually one of them is coming out this time next year isn't it i think actually it is yeah so come on, I'll kick it off then. So Foundation Series 2. So if you aren't sure what we're about, Foundation uh, is the Apple TV series based on the Isaac Asimov books of the same name. Yep. Um, with a series of, um, which started in 2021. I can't believe it was that far out. There's um, been a gap, hasn't there? <laughs> it has been a gap, but it is phenomenal, isn't it? Absolutely phenomenal. It in is. In terms of the, the setting, the CGI and I think quite. I think also from a storytelling perspective, I think it's pretty good personally. It is. I mean, I've not managed to catch season two yet. It's on my to-do list. Uh, but season one was, uh, yeah, it was a little slow, and sometimes it was confusing. With the uh, you really had to pay attention with the jumping through time. If you missed a scene that says we now jump back hundred years, you were in trouble. But uh, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, that was the thing. So the first series, uh, kind of based based on the sale, the Isaac Asimov Foundation novels. However, the TV series in the books have diverged quite massively Somewhat, now. Have they? <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. There's elements in there, but you know, there's different characters that have been renamed. But the key thing is what we're looking at here is Foundation is about uh, the Foundation. The story, effectively, uh, is that you have Empire, which is the you know the ruling ten thousand yep. year empire um, based on Trantor, and you have a guy called Harry Sel uh, Harry Selden who is a yep. psycho. What's he? Psycho mathematician, I think. As well, I can't remember exactly what it's his uh, title. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember exactly <laughs> what his uh, title is at this point. But anyway, he has come up with this thing called psycho history, which predicts uh, what is going to happen in the future. But it isn't a linear path, is it? It's uh, no. it, it's it is a science 
that gives terms of probabilities. Anyway, so he has this thing called the foundation, which he says will be, you know, the kind of the end of the empire, a new kind of uh, group of people that will rise up and exiles um, that will, you know, basically come up. And it's a thousand year saga. So, and when this started in 2021, uh, they said it's going to last 10 years, didn't they? Do you remember? They said there would be 10 series, didn't yep. they, effectively? They did, yeah. Um, not sure if it will, but we'll see. No, but we're into series two now. I have been watching series two, and we're actually up to uh, episode seven. Um, yeah. No, no, tell a lie. No, we're not. We're up to episode eight. I take it back. We're up to episode eight now because uh, yeah. it came out on, on the first. Um, and it is, quite frankly, amazing. Um, it is I just I can't. You know, it's just a whole storytelling. Like you say, in the first episode, there was a lot of jumping about. There was a lot of jumping about the timelines. We jumped 100 years to the future. We jumped 100 years back. And we had two sets of protagonists, didn't we, going through? Well, series yeah. two, without giving any spoilers away, settles it down a bit. And there was a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of series one. Well, now that's kind of been resolved. Um, yeah. And now we're into kind of a, you know, a bit more of a, the true story of what's happening with the Foundation because they've been going for 100 years now. And, you know, what's happening with the Empire. And, of course, the key thing to remember with the Empire is you've got um, the, uh, well, there's a genetic clones, isn't there? So the Emperor, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is who was Cleon I, um, he uh, cloned himself. Oh, well, they basically yeah. they set up a cloning mechanism. And now we've got uh, Cleon, what's it, 17, uh, Cleon uh, 13, um <laughs> Uh, Cleon, I can't remember now, but basically, I think we're up to like Cleon seventeen. But yeah. there's there's always three of them, isn't there? So you've got there Brother is, Day, yeah. uh, Brother Dawn, and Brother Dusk. And the ruling one is is Brother Day. So when when Dusk, so when Day gets old, he becomes Dusk, and he he take you know like, you know basically, but the the bottom one, they all move up a slot, don't they? Effectively, they do. yeah, they do. Um, and it's really good. But I, you know, for Foundation, I think is. Again, one of these pinnacle of Apple TV shows that Apple basically said, here is a pot of money. Go out and... Go crazy. Yeah. And you've, what you've ended up with is the kind of budgets that you'd get in a, you know, a massive Hollywood-esque film. You know, the kind of budgets that... Traditional like, summer you... blockbusters we used to get. Yeah, and I'm thinking if you think, you know, kind of what we get today, let's think about the Marvel Universe, those kind of big yeah. blockbuster films, you know, you know, the kind of film that would potentially, I guess, bring in revenues of billion dollar box office, wouldn't it? It would, it would. Um, have we got two episodes left on it now, haven't we, season two? Yeah, we've got two episodes. And we've got, and the other thing is, is this, you know, there's a lot of guest stars in this, you know. You've yeah. got people like, uh, well, not just guest stars, you've got great actors. You've got people like Jared Harris, you've got Lee Pace, uh, who plays, you know, Brother Day. You've got people like Terrence Mann, who plays Brother Dusk. You know, looking down the list, you know, you've got other, you know, in series one, you had Reese uh, Shearsmith. Uh, you know, you had, uh, who else is in that popped up? I saw um, Alexander Siddig. You had Philip Glenister again, some great British actors. Um, and you also had, um, uh, who was uh, there was oh brain's gone dead now you also had you know kind of great directors so i didn't know i noticed it in the last the the last episode was also directed by roxanne dawson do you remember her name doesn't ring a bell no are you sure about that uh, no I'm, I'm not sure of anything now <laughs> Diana torres ah yes yes okay gotcha so Bianca Torres was the half-human, half-Klingon engineer who was, was part of the Marquis, wasn't she? And then she uh, became part of the crew Voyager, uh, on, yeah. yep, on Voyager. Uh, she's a now a director, uh, oh, wow. and yeah, she directed the last episode. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that. I think I'm going to wait for the last episodes to air and then we'll binge, binge it. watch it. Yeah, so uh, it is. It is good. I mean, it, uh, the, the series is good. I mean, we you know basically we're seeing now uh, how the story's unpack. You know, unpacking. You know, and the thing is, because you're a hundred years down the line, they can do clever things with the story in terms of you know. Uh, what's happened with you know like you know the the, the empire uh, there's you know kind of a whole plot line going on with you know somebody that was a political prisoner and now has been brought back to help with the the, the empire you know there's a whole kind of you can see you can see everything they set up in series one yep. start to take shape now and move forward if that makes sense yeah, okay uh, by the way Roxanne Dawson actually I take it back she also directed several of the first series as well Oh, I did not realise she'd become a director. I didn't realise that. It was only when I was doing the research uh, that uh, that uh, I was looking at it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I mean, sorry, apparently it holds a 72% Rotten Tomatoes review on Series 1 and 100% for Series 2. Wow, that's pretty good. And it's pretty good, pretty good. So, uh, you know, 100% approval rating, that's not bad at all. Nice. Metacritic, I'm never a big fan of Metacritic, but they give it 79 out of 100. That's still pretty good on Metacritic. Yeah, there is one show we we haven't I didn't have in the notes, and you're going to kill me for this. But Invasion's also back, series two for Invasion. Ah, see, I've not watched any of Invasion yet. So, I, I have uh, added it to my watch list, uh, so, but not found the time yet. Yeah, so series so Invasion again, just for a quick recap, um, is Earth is invaded by an alien species. Yep. Um, but they are not a friendly species, and they're not quite what you'd imagine either. They're not ET really, then, no. No, um, and the clip the. the, the the first series is a bit of a slow burn. There was a lot of complaints that it was basically uh, 10 episodes with where six of the episodes were basically building it up. Um, <laughs> but what was really clever about the series one is it was shown from a perspective of different groups of people around the world. Yeah. Okay. Um, who And you say so you had all their stories that initially didn't have any connection whatsoever, but now in series two, well, towards the end of series one, they connected, and now series two, they're all connecting as well. We're into episode three of that as well, but and it's a you know again, it's a bit slower pace and foundation, um, but really does give it, um, does give it a story. And not to everybody's taste because of the slower rating. You know, uh, Rotten Tomatoes only gave it forty five percent on the first series. Um, it says a slow burn. Uh, you know, I think one of the one of the critics wrote, wrote that it, it attempts a slow burn, but inadvertently lets its tension completely fizzle out with leaden pacing. That leaves, <laughs> that leaves viewers impatient for the alien apocalypse to finally Ouch. get here. Um, and I kind of get it. I do get it. It was a slower approach, you know, uh, the whole alien perspective and what happens with them. Um, what I would say is towards the end of it, there's elements of the film Arrival. If you recall that film. Yeah, you know, where... I know the one. There's elements of that. Uh, there's whole other plot lines going on. There's a whole thing with um, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam. Uh, who's in Jurassic Park? I can't remember his name. Um, oh, um, the plays Doctor Grant. Um, yeah, Sam Neill. Uh, there's a whole thing with Sam Neill in one episode. I think it's like the first or second episode. Um, oh, he was in the pilot. That was it. <laughs> we've never seen it. We've never seen him. We've never seen him again. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and and he was in all of the trailers as well. Because you think, oh, great, Sam Neill's in this. This will be awesome. And like, <laughs> where, where is he? <laughs> where like, is he? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so definitely. I just wanted to call that one out because that is also uh, coming out as well. Yeah. So what what next have we got then? What other ones have you got on the list there as well? Oh, we have Lower Decks season four is this week. Oh, it is, isn't it? God, I forgot that's come around really quick. It is. So what, what last? Uh, what did season three end? That was the 
Oh, they were trying to replace the Cali class ships with the the new Texas class, which were fully automated, weren't they? And run by artificial intelligence. And that's right. As you can guess, didn't really go as planned. Well, uh, well that seemed to forebode a bit, wasn't it, of the the last um, Picard episode? Of the, you know? They did, yeah. And obviously, uh, the, uh, the the ship of uh, you know the low decks people that they won. Uh, um, so we're now queuing up for season four. So I don't know where this is going to take us, but uh, I suppose we'll find out Thursday on this one. I think so. And again, you know, Lower Decks, I think, you know, is one of those shows that people initially who were hardcore Trekkies. Yeah. I think there was a lot of backlash, wasn't there? You know, oh, I, I love that... it. Uh, my wife quite likes Star Trek as well, but she's not really into because it's a cartoon. Uh, but, you know, it is an adult cartoon or aimed at adults, isn't it, rather than, than children. Uh, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. I, I love it as well. I think it's absolutely fantastic. You know, there's a whole, there's a whole, you know, storylines you hear, like you say, is it the people that you never see on the start, you know, the red shirts and the engineering crew, you know, who are a bit part characters in every other series. Yeah. That's them, isn't it? Hence the it lower is, decks. Yeah. They're the ones that do, you know, they're the lowest of the low, apart, you know, in terms of the officer class. And they do all of the per- quite brandly crap jobs, don't they really? And um, I think, yeah. And maybe one of my wife like it so much. It, is really aimed at the proper hardcore Trekkies because there are so many references. Oh, there, Easter eggs everywhere. Uh, Easter it? eggs, taking the Mickey out of bits that are happening on Star Trek, but they're obscure bits that you don't even know if you've watched all the episodes of all the uh, shows, uh, like me and you. <laughs> well, this is it, isn't it? And it also, I, I just remember something, the end of series three, again, not spoiler, but there was, I remember there was a kind of post-credit, uh, post-credits, wasn't there, where somebody found Rutherford, who's the engineer with the implant, um, they found his corrupted implant that has yep. the artificial intelligence in it badges yes. it's still, still alive yeah yeah so there's a whole kind of weird plot lines going on but you've got you know you've got cameos left right and center you've got a fantastic voice um uh cast with yes. tawny newston jack quaid uh, yes. of the boys which um completely <laughs> this sounds so bad i completely forgot that he was in it because in the last uh series or the series of um strange new world series two that's just finished there was a lower decks crossover wasn't there there was, yeah, 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 yeah. Another one that my wife didn't like at that point. She's like, "Really? Are we going to cartoons?" <laughs> yeah, so we had we had a lower next crossover where the cartoon turned into real life, and you yeah. had uh, Mariner and um, Beckett. Uh, no, sorry, Mariner and Boimler. Excuse me. I was gonna, yes. uh, basically go through this portal, didn't they? Uh, yeah. Which again was a similar portal that we saw in Discovery. Do you remember that? It was, yeah. Yeah, um, so they're just a little Easter egg for everybody's listening. Um, and they went through and they ended up uh, back in time, didn't they? At the same time that uh, the Enterprise uh, was ex- visiting this planet. And, yeah. and I kind of was like watching, I was like, you saw the actors like Tony Newsom, and it was weird, you know, listen. And then I was like, Jack Quaid. I was like, of course oh, yeah. it's Jack, it's Jack Quaid, uh, the boys, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was a bit of a, oh, yeah, I've been an idiot moment here. <laughs> I, the other one who's in it, of course, we shouldn't forget, of course, is Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. Who, uh, he of Sliders. I just That's, that's yeah, all I remember. Sliders, man, man, that is old school. <laughs> it is old school. But yeah, Jerry O'Connell's in it. Um, you know, there's other stuff. It's, yeah, good series. So episode four, as you say, coming out, um, the first uh, episode airs on the 7th, I think, isn't it? You said Thursday, I think, it's coming yeah, out. it's pretty sure it's uh, Thursday, uh, yep. Uh, Tuvix, I think, is the name of the episode. I saw somebody uh, written down somewhere. Oh, you've got two of them. We got episode one. Oh, Tuvix, uh, I have no bones. Yeah, I must flee. I have no bones. Yeah, I must flee. Yeah, you're right. Um, so both of those. And then it goes to yes. weekly. Yeah, it goes to weekly. So also, they have Greenlit a fifth series as well. So that oh, will be coming, yeah. um, which is fantastic. Uh, and again, I think it kind of shows, I mean, it just, it, it, there's popularity here. 
You know, people yeah. like it. It's just it's good fun. I think that's the other thing, isn't it? it uh, is. The what's coming to an end though. Again, but I know we're not talking about it today because it's not out yet. But series a series five of Discovery, isn't it? Is the uh, final Ooh. series of Disco, yeah. um, which is coming next year. I think now, isn't it? Uh, is it? Yeah, I think it had been pushed, hasn't it? And um, obviously the whole uh, writer's strike has I not just could, Yeah. Yeah, season had, five, yeah. I think, as I say, I think it, I think it's 2024 now, uh, given, uh, given, yeah, given that it's, you know, the writer's strike plus, I think, I think there was some other days I read somewhere, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, early 24, I think, was where I'd read uh, 10 episodes. And it'd be interesting to see how they're going to end that, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Well, it's another one I've absolutely massively enjoyed. Yeah, and I think the key thing with that was because they jumped to the 32nd or whatever it was, 39, yeah. coming second century or whatever, they had carte blanche, didn't they, really, to do it what is. they want? Yeah, so yeah, it's interesting to see whether they'll take that in the last season. Will they get back or are they stuck there now forever? Well, they, surely they can't get back because that would absolutely destroy canon. Well, that's true, yeah. You know, because technically the discovery doesn't exist, does it? Nobody knows about it. No, no, that's true. You know, the Crossfield, uh, the Crossfield class was written off. <laughs> oh, we'll see um, what happens. Indeed, indeed. So, yeah, so that's uh, Lower Decks Series 4 then coming yeah. this Thursday, 7th of September. So the time you listen to this, it probably be out. Um, so we'll give you a lowdown of what our initial thoughts are, I guess, in one of our later episodes in the coming weeks. Um, so we were talking. Um, I guess I'll just jump one and we'll come back. We were talking about yeah. the boys, weren't we? Yeah, uh, just we were. ago, Jack Quaid. So there is also a spin off coming for the boys, but again, uh, the boys ultra violent uh story based on a kind <laughs> of an alternative, violent, yeah. yeah, an alternative reality, isn't it? Where superheroes exist, but they've been made through basically a chemical, isn't it? That have uh created superheroes, isn't it? Yes, they have, yeah. Um, and what we're actually now, I think, series a series four of the boys isn't it? it's coming soon because gen v which is the new spin-off series is yeah. going to run concurrently i understand with uh, amazon uh, with series four of the boys ah uh, so i don't have a date yet on series four of the boys i did see somewhere for i thought somewhere in september but again it's possible so give us a quick lowdown what gen v is all about then so gen v is uh it's, it's basically a the only college for superheroes uh so gifted students uh I imagine it's not going to go well. Students with superpowers <laughs> and hormones, it's going to get messy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, that's all I can say, idea, really. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to get very, very messy and mucked up. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And Gen V is, Gen V also is the name of the drug, isn't it? The chemical. It is, that yeah. Creates, it is. Uh, that creates um, the, super, the superheroes, isn't it? But yeah, we've got. We've got some crazy characters, haven't we, in the boys itself? Uh, we you have, know, yeah. who are slightly mental. And of course, you've got the top of the tree, which is the seven, isn't it? Um, yeah. And Vought International is a company that effectively created them and has turned them into these superheroes. And they almost run it like a comic book series. It's almost like, like if Marvel was real life, isn't it? That's kind of the way it is. Yeah. It. Um, so, yeah, we've got these kind of, I guess, uh, junior soups that are learning to be superheroes. They've all got these powers, haven't they? Yeah. Um, and I mean, given some of the characters, so you've got like well, some of the characters are real. Is, is, is you've got like uh, Emma Mayer, who is a half-inch soup with the ability to grow to a regular size. Well, if anybody <laughs> watched series series two, well, I was going to say series two of the was it series two of the boys? There was another character, wasn't there, who had a bit of an unfortunate accident? Do you remember that one? 
Oh yes, <laughs> we won't. We can't really talk about this. A family show, but it is. But it was quite messy. Um, you've got uh, Marie Maru, who's a bloodbender. That just sounds awful. Uh, we've got uh, Andre Anderson, a metal bender. Um, what else have we got? Um, we've got some, you know, super strength and vulnerability. You've got people, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of fire manipulators. You've got the usual kind of powers, but there's some also always some weird powers as well, isn't there? Oh, there are, um, yeah. Um, and Seth Rogen is uh, one of the um, uh, executive producers. Of this, I think, he was the boys, yep. and of course, it was based on the boys by Garth Ennis and Derek Robinson as well, who uh, who originally created uh, the the series comic series. But um, yeah, this is great. I mean, the boys itself, as you say, ultra violent, ultra everything. Uh, cannot <laughs> do not go to anybody yeah. below the age of eighteen. Um, I it's just. I, I don't say it's terrible. It's just in, indulgent fun, really, isn't it? A little bit. It is, you know? yeah, oh, massively, yeah. And it's the kind of program that never would have got. You know, if it wasn't for streaming services, never be prime time BBC One, Kenya. No, it it would never have been made. Never, ever at all, uh, because you just. <laughs> It just wouldn't get past. You know, the censors have had a field day. This is the kind of thing that back in the day, you know, like when we were kids, would have been, you know, an 18 or a US R-rated top shelf video nasty, wouldn't it really? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, coming out September, I end of September. Yeah, end of this month, isn't it? 29th, I want to say. Yeah, so end of this month, coming out for it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. the first three episodes and then it goes weekly, which seems to be a bit of a habit now. It does. That kind of is like it's the lure, isn't it? It's the bait and it switch. Is. It brings you in. It's a mini um, binge watch, isn't it? And then you have to yeah, wait for a week. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of Apple TV do that as well. So Apple TV with Foundation Invasion, they're both weekly drops as well. Um, unlike your classic Netflix, which is dump everything in one go, isn't it? And you can binge it. Yeah, Amazon quite often do that as well. They do. Not, that's on all, not on all series. No, no, not on all series. I have to be honest. Um, so the other one we jumped in was, uh, so we moved. To, let's move to films then, shall we? Then, so uh, what's the first oh, one? We missed the Continental. Yeah. That's what, uh, I thought. I was. I thought that's what I'm saying. Is it a series or a film? That's a TV series. Oh, is it? My my bad. My bad. I genuinely thought it was a film. No, no. So we have the Continental Continental based in the uh, John Wick universe, uh, but this is kind of a, a precursor. So it's set in 1970s, where you know, a, a very young Winston, who's one of the main characters in the films, is just getting into the this business, uh, you know, of running the hotel uh, and all the underworld that goes with it. Um, so yeah, I'm very keen, and I was wondering how they were going to handle uh, the passing of Lance Riddick for this one, but then I realised he's not in it. Uh, so that won't be a problem. But he is in Ballerina, which is a movie. Uh, yes, which that's is, is John Wick universe. That's that's John Wick's beginnings, isn't it? In uh, Ballerina. Yeah. So the the whole plot isn't it with the Continental Hotel? Is the yeah. Continental Hotels is like a safe space, aren't they? Yeah. They are. They're like they're like Sacred a refuge. Ground. Yeah, that's it. That's the way. You can't fight on the Continental. It's like a, you can get shelter, food, isn't it? Weapons. Um, yeah. And there's quite a few of them, isn't it, around the world? There's different Continental there are, hotels, yeah. isn't it, around the world? Um, but, you know, as you say, Winston is a, he, you know, in the later films, he's a powerful character, isn't he, in terms of he's got a lot of connections. With, he runs with the New York the, Continental, doesn't he? Yeah, with the top table, who's kind of like the whole Assassin's Guild leaders, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and things like that. But so this, yeah, sorry. So I, I genuinely, I have to say, my bad completely, I thought this was a series, uh, sorry, a movie rather than no, a series. No, no, Ballerina's uh, the uh, movie, Continentals. The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and that's and this, out again, again this, this month, starts on the 27th. Series, sorry, 
Sorry, the shoes should not be spoken. This spoke piped up. Um, yeah, so you're right. And so we've got uh, Mel Gibson's in it as well, isn't he? We've got other characters in there, you know, people popping up in, in it. Yeah, um, so it looks it fairly good. short, though. I can only see three episodes, night one, night two, and night three. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's again, like a, only ones that have been up, updated. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're feature length. Maybe they're an hour and a half each or something like that. Ah, here we are. Just, sorry, I just quickly looked up because I was curious. Um, the show was reworked into three 90-minute episode event series. Right, gotcha. So I think we're, what we're going to see is the, the plot line. The plot line is that you know, it's a young Winston, isn't it? So young it is, Winston, yes. you've got Mel Gibson's character, Cormac, who is actually running the Continental in the 1970s. So I wonder whether or not this three-night premise is something that happens to set him up as the manager of the content. Maybe. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I just, I, I don't know. Kind of my kind of, I guess, taken it could be yeah. massively wrong, um, but it kind of just seems that way, doesn't it? That it could be there. So. Yeah. I mean, it should be a fun one. I do like the John Wick universe. So very interesting to see that kind of precursor I, to it. I absolutely, yeah, absolutely love it. John Wick 4, great film. I mean, the whole John Wick series was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this should be good. A ballerina. So ballerina comes out. When's that out? I think that's next year, sometime. Uh, okay, okay. Because I I know that's kind of that's been talked about quite a lot, isn't it? So it has, you know. and that that did have uh, Lance uh, Riddick in it. So uh, we'll see how they've done that. I mean, I think the rumor was he wrapped up his filming uh, before his passing. Yeah, but that was very sad, wasn't it? Very it sad. It was very. Yeah. And they gave a nice homage to him in uh, John Wick Four. Yeah, you know, great guy. You know, he was only sixty when he died. Um, you know, real, real shame and a loss, a loss to the acting industry, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely terrible, really. But uh, his films will live on. Um, you yeah. know, and his, you know, the the great stuff in it. Uh, I was, uh, I was only watching. Uh, was it Resident Evil the other day? To, uh, to oh, see well, yeah. yeah, is it the latest one? You know, the one where he was in it as uh, he plays the doctor. I'm sure, that was the latest one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Ballerina is June 6th next year. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, okay, so moving on then, moving on, we've got then, ah, oh, June 2, yeah. So June 2, you know, which is, you know, the original film, June, now split into two parts, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Starring Timothy Chalamet, is that how he's pronouncing it? He's going to be in... Something like Steins, isn't it? <laughs> he's going to be in Willy Wonka very soon, isn't he? He is, yes. Um, but yeah, so June, June was split into this... Uh, two-part film then uh first part you know it's a story isn't it of um paul antries and his family house antries who are thrust into a war uh, on the planet arrakis which is the, the, the home of the spice, spice isn't it yeah over and the, the spice is what allows was it to fold space isn't it that's it, isn't it? That's the circle word. on those lines yeah yeah exactly so and you've got the people who live on the planet aren't they the frenon who kind of survive on this desert world isn't it and uh uh, and there's a whole weird thing going on with his family, isn't there? And his mum and kind of mm. these visions that he's having, isn't it? It is. I mean, and obviously it's star-studded, isn't it? So I mean, oh. who else we've got? We've got Zendaya, we've got uh, Dave Bastista, uh, Josh Brolin, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, I mean, uh, Christopher Walken, it just goes on and on. And, and you know, as you say, the... the... The first one was absolutely stunning. The second one, then, is kind of continuing that journey, isn't it? Again, is uh, 
as him now. He's he's now got a new name, isn't he? Maldedib, I can't pronounce it. Mudib, oh, I, I can't. It's been given a name, but no, in the film, he get, gets called, doesn't he, by the Frenon? Yeah. Um, but you know, Christopher Walken now plays the Emperor in in the the new film. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to. This. I think this should be fantastic. I mean, what I will say though is, I finally got around to watching it last week on the you plane. Did, yeah. I'm from LA, which I know is terrible. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and it. It's a great film, but what I will say is, my God, does it drag. Oh, Tad on the slow side. Oh, so I'm his journey is a bit quicker and more action-packed in <laughs> June 2. But I, mean, I understand yeah. there's, there's a lot of backstory to fill in because, you know, it's an epic uh, book, isn't it, or books? So uh, uh, hopefully it's just a little more action-packed and interesting. Yeah, but the first film's two and a half hours long. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I still feel we didn't get very far with it. No, no, we didn't. We didn't, you know, because at the end of it, you've only technically got to the bit in June because, you know, June's well known story. So there's a whole war goes on the planet. You know, uh, the House of Arrakis gets destroyed effectively, doesn't yeah. it? By the Harkonnen, who were the previous rulers of the planet with the spices um, and the Frenen, who are the indigenous people, uh, kind of, you know, start to fight, don't they? And then uh, Paul, you know, who's the, the key character, joins the friend, doesn't he? And that's yeah. kind of yeah, in the middle of the film. In the original film, um, but yeah, that's where film one ends in this series. And my God, I just, <laughs> just you know, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I really like it. I really do like it. It was very good. Um, you know, it's based on the book by Frank Herbert. If, yep. if anybody's curious about it, you know, I haven't read the book. I'll be very honest with no, you. I haven't either. I watched um, the original feel... uh, film. Yeah, so the original film. When was the original film? Um, Eighties or something was it? Oh, he'll come to me in a minute. Well, um, eighty-four. Eighty-four. Cause, yeah, because it stars um, Carl McLaughlin of him of Twin Peaks fame. Yep. And it's got people like um, Brad Dourif in it. There's oh, other other you know other big Actually, characters. Sure. Things in, yes, Sting. yes, yes. Things in it. Uh, Max von Sydow is in it. You know, it's a, it's a great lineup again. Um, but a bit of a cult classic these days, isn't it? I think you know it's kind of uh, yeah. you know doing it. It didn't you know it, it did a very good job in terms of money, but it, I think it was classed as a it was classed as a oh, budget failure. loss. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, definitely needs to speed up a bit in the second series. But uh, hopefully that will be the case. Uh, so the other one, kind of staying in the theme of kind of alternative Ooh. reality, I suppose, yep. is uh, Planet of the Apes. Then. So we've got War, uh, sorry, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which is the yep. sequel to War, War on the Planet of the, the, Apes. Planet of the Apes, which is 2017. 2017, yeah, 2017. So, uh, I mean, there's not much known. We've got a brief synopsis basically saying that, you know, uh, many ape clans have emerged and kind of, in the aftermath of uh, Caesar and that lot, uh, while humans are regressing to kind of a feral state, um, one ape leader uh, perverts the teaching of Caesar to enslave other clans, while another one is uh, trying to work with human uh, humanity. Uh, we'll see where this goes. I mean, I've always probably enjoyed these ones. Uh, it's been a great reimagining of it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the original Planet of the Apes films. You know, I yeah. really, really enjoyed those. Um, and, you know, this is, as you say, the reboot uh, you know, kind of took it from a start. So the original Planet of the Apes film had the astronauts going through time, didn't they, and yeah. ending up in the future. 
um, where they landed on the planet Earth, but you know they didn't know that. And yeah. as you say, uh, apes were the dominant species. They had potent- not technology. They weren't the clear thing to point. They had no technology really. No, no, just um, but they had culture. <laughs> med- yeah, but they had a society, didn't they? they and did, the humans yeah. had regressed. Um, however, in the, this remaking, it started off in you know kind of the present day, didn't it? Um, yes. With uh, the scientists coming up with a way to to help the apes talk, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a that kind was of genetic it. change. So this one. Um, I think is closer now by the sound of it to the story that's in Planet of the Apes and the subsequent sequel afterwards mm. uh, where the clans are there and they've got, you know, um, bits of technology there. That's what I'm saying. So kind of, and humans in there, those ones were, were mute as well. So kind of for me, that sounds a little bit like, um, you know, the kind of that, tale. but yeah, it should be good. I mean, I mean, who was it? I mean, uh, Andy Circus was involved with quite a few of them. I don't know if he's on this one, isn't he? Um, no, I think no, no, Owen Teague is Cornelius, uh, the son of uh, the chimpanzee son of Caesar. So Cornelius, it's, it's kind of a weird one. In the original reboot, you had Cornelius was an ape that was born to um, two of the apes that went back in time. Um, and landed back on Earth, and then they had a baby, and that son was called Cornelius. It's, it's all kind of mixed up, I think, in that sense. But yeah, I think so. But uh, well, this is good. I went to the issue due next year, isn't it? May, May, 24th. May next yeah. year. Yeah. So yeah, definitely should be good. Um, again, you know, been a successful series. War for the Planet of the Apes was quite good. I enjoyed that. That was kind of you know, it showed how like they, the last of the humans, wasn't it? Kind of fighting. Yeah. You had. Um, you had like Caesar was still in charge then. So this the timeline here has jumped forward quite a bit, I suggest then. I think so, yeah. yeah not massively. If Caesar's had a son, but we don't know how old Cornelius is. So no. it may or may not be a bit of time. Um, but yeah, I you know, again, should be good. Whether this is the last in the series, I don't know. Um, but I probably could probably a good time for them to tail it off if it is, you know, given the, the storyline. Um, and then the kind of the last one then is a bit of a Bit of a left field one, really. It got to be, isn't it? Um, I never would have thought <laughs> we'd, we'd be having a sequel to this. So, go on, no. I'll let you do this one. Well, no, I say, I did not see it was coming, but apparently we're getting a Beetlejuice 2, okay? Due September 2024. Now, the original Beetlejuice, I can't say that word anymore, uh, <laughs> came out in 1988. So, it was a while ago. But apparently... A lot of the main cast are back. Uh, we've got Michael Keaton returning as the man himself. Uh, we've also got uh, Winona Ryder and Catherine O'Hara returning. We've got new uh, new famous people like uh, Janet Ortega, who did um, she was Wednesday, wasn't she, in the TV series? We've got William Dafoe. Uh, we really don't know much more about what the actual story is going to be here. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I say I never thought I'd see this coming back. No, so interesting though, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis aren't coming back though. No, they're they? not. Apparently. So they were the ones that kind of the parents of the child, weren't they? The child yeah. was Renoda Ryder. Oh no, yeah. sorry, take it back. So they were a couple that lived in the house, sorry, that died, didn't they? Yeah. And then they came back as ghosts, but they didn't realise they were ghosts, did they? And Lydia Davy Lydia Dietz uh, was the character of the girl played by Renoda Ryder, who basically could see them and then we ended up with a bit of a convoluted way we ended up them kind of trying to navigate the supernatural world and we had uh he who shall not be named um who was played by michael keaton wasn't mm, it um yep. so i'm a bit, a bit i'm puzzled because the end of the series uh sorry the end of the series, end of the last film was kind of set well wasn't it so we had you know the two families the human family and the ghost family living in harmony in yep. the house um he who should not be named was stuck in the afterlife waiting room wasn't it um yeah i just 
it, it was all a bit kind of nicely finished. But yeah, this is what puzzles yeah. me. So I don't know where they're going with this one. And it's number two, so it's not a remake. It's a continuation. It is by Tim Burton, uh, so it'll be dark and creepy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued at how this is going to be done. Yeah, so the interesting point of this is you've got Winona Ryder coming back as Lydia Dietz. Now, Winona Ryder, of course, is in her 40s now, isn't she? So she's yeah. had a child. So in this one, we've got her daughter as well. So we've got the three generations of the human family. Yeah, there. so Jenna Plus Ortega's the... playing her daughter. Yeah. Uh, Monica uh, Bellucci, uh, who I can only ever see her in the Matrix um, Revolution. Yeah, that's, it, that's who she reloaded. was now. Yeah. Um, the Meshagovian's wife. I know she has far more acting credits to her name, but that's all I can remember. She plays he who should not be named his wife. I, yeah. Um, and we've got William Defoe um, and Justin Theroux as well. So it kind of, I mean, obviously there's more cast to come, but I mean, it sounds interesting, but we've got no real, no real word on the plot line there, have we? No, no, none at all. It, yeah, just it's a follow-up to the original. Uh, that's the only thing we've got on IMDb about this one. Uh, but yeah, allegedly due out in September 2024, but I imagine that might be pushed back, what with the writer's strike and stuff like that. Also, yeah, because I believe it was impacted, wasn't it, filming-wise, due yeah. to the June strikes between SAG and, and um, yeah. uh, what's it called, uh, AFTRA, something like that, the, the Actors Guild, yeah. isn't it? So. That's the one. Okay, well, let's move forward. Let's talk about games. Then. So we've got three big games coming out in the next month and a bit, haven't we? Um, oh, one out this week. Well, technically, is that already mo- paid for the premium? <laughs> well, technically, te- te- well, okay, technically, technically, one is out this week. Yeah. So we've got stuff. Oh, couldn't say the word then. Starfield, Forza Motorsport, and Payday Three, uh, yeah. which are big three big releases coming in. So let's start with the obvious one, then Starfield, which is out this week. Technically, if you've got early access, you're playing it already. Lucky you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you're on Game Pass, uh, it's Wednesday. Uh, release for us, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. Is that Wednesday US time or when, are we talking about evening for us? Uh, no, I believe it'll be, I think, it, yeah, it's Wednesday evening for a UK European mm. time. Uh, so this is uh, Bethesda, Bethesda Game Studios, um, kind of the uh, unofficial sequel to Skyrim, kind of sort of, you know, is it not kind of related, but in terms of open world, this is their next RPG, big thing they've been working on for like the last 10 years or whatever it is. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's like, you know, if you think how long the Elder Scrolls ran on for, isn't it? Um, so the plot line, isn't it? It's ba- you're in space now, you're role-playing, you, you can, you're basically, it's an open world in the Milky Way galaxy where apparently you can land on over a thousand planets and plus moons and other space stations yeah. and derelict spacecraft. And kind of, you just got to build up your character, isn't it? I'm guessing there's plot lines in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there'll be some stories and so maybe some uh, uh, adventures you need to go on and tasks you need to complete. Um, but when we saw some of the early videos of this, didn't we, before showing you know how far you could fly out into the solar system, yeah. you've got proper space flight in terms of you can you know you can build and fly spaceships. You can even take off, isn't it? There's a whole spaceship builder. Um, now, obviously, our review here is limited to pre-reviews because we haven't played it yet, but we will yeah. be playing it. We will be uh, <laughs> as soon as it releases. Um, I, I'm really personally really excited for this. I can't wait to jump into this. Uh, you know. Oh, me too. I mean, uh, you know, there has been some bit tidbits I've seen about you can't really walk around the planet. Uh, the planets have lots of drop sites you can go into, but there are limits to how far you can go from a drop site, which will be a little disappointing if, you know, if that's what it is, because uh, it's not really what they said it was going to be. But then who has the time to walk all the way around the planet? Yeah. And, and let's be honest, you know, 
it's if it's anything like a lot of games, it's very difficult to model a whole world, isn't it? You know, and, yeah. and, and do that. It's not. So I think, it's yeah, very different from No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have there's some limitations um, in, in in what we're going on here. But I, I think you know, again, this is early days. There's more to play for here. Um, there's already some mods out. I think there's a DLSS mod already out. Oh, is there? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's other stuff I've read. You know, sorry, so people are already tweaking it. But I think you know, look, it's early days. It's been out for what three or four days. You know. Yeah, yeah. If that, it was a week early. Yeah, so it might be it would have been last Wednesday or Thursday, wouldn't it? So yeah, it's three or four days. You're right. Yeah. So definitely, I look. Can't wait to play it. You know, absolutely makes sense. The only downside, I think, if I'm honest with you, is it's single player, isn't it? That's the only downside. <sighs> Wouldn't it be great um, to kind of go on some co-op? adventures oh wouldn't it just wouldn't it just uh, but talking cop then but i guess the next few games are, we can definitely do cop in so forza motorsport then so that's out yep. next month isn't it uh oh yeah october yeah i'm sure it's october for those yeah i'm sure i read i think i wrote down hang on a minute uh october the 10th i think i've got october written down 10th. here awesome uh yeah so this is the uh i suppose forza motorsport eight but it's not called eight anymore is it we had seven a couple of years back this is just forza, forza motorsport uh but yeah, this is the videos on this. The, the footage I've seen look absolutely stunning, don't they? Oh, it does. It looks, it looks, it, I mean, Forza Horizon was stunning in its own right. Yeah. But this is just different in a whole it new level. It looks amazing. Yeah. I, I suppose they don't have to deal with you going off-road so much <laughs> and no, down the sure. sides of volcanoes and whatnot. And it's it's a more serious track-based uh, racer. Um, I'm not going to use simulation. I think it's still veering on the arcadey side a little bit um, a little bit maybe yeah as opposed to like a set of Corsa or project cars but uh it's still looking very very good and the, the level they've modeled the physics down to uh looks insane i mean forza motorsport 7 came out in 2017 and that had over i think i think i read that had um what was it i read it somewhere i think it was over 800 cars i didn't realize wow. that Oh wow! No, that's uh, I didn't play it that much. No, I, I was I was stunned by that. I mean, we we played it with our friend, didn't we? Quite a few times. Yeah, um, it's been pulled the now, prop- hasn't it? Due to license. Yeah, the, and the the problem with it as well is if you've come from Forza Horizon, <laughs> um, and you're used to playing a bit more definitely arcadey game, and then you jump into Forza Motorsport with its closer to realistic, um kind of mechanics isn't it uh all of a sudden you discover you cannot drive <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking forward to using this one with the wheel and pedals i've got yeah i i am as well i think it should be fantastic i won't be using it. i'll be using the controller i'm not a wheel and pedal man myself uh, but yeah I'm, I'm this should be awesome i can't wait to get into it and play the tracks and i think you know forza horizon is awesome and but we've kind of i don't want to say we've come to the end of forza horizon because i'm sure there'll be more dlc yeah. But we pretty much completed it, didn't we, in terms of all yeah, of the I think story missions? We played Forza Horizon 4 more than we did 5. But maybe that's just because we came across other games that took up our time. Yeah, I mean, we definitely got levels in there. We unlocked a lot of the cars. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was very good. But yeah, I think you're right. We, we, four, we definitely got more out of it. Um, five is very good. You know, Horizons is excellent. Um, but yeah, I think we'll be moving on to motorsport very soon as it comes out in a month's time but yeah again we'll be back again with once we play all these we'll come back with our, our latest reviews on it won't we and i think it helped um, number four that we were driving on the correct side of the road being based in blighty <laughs> what's that what's that <laughs> so then the other one then is payday three so yeah. payday um if you've not played it is is a basically a heist game isn't it where it you is. play 
uh, a crew of robbers who basically have to undertake um, heists where you need to make enough money. That money allows you to level up, buy staff, get staff yeah. weapons, isn't it? Pretty much, I think that's it. Ah, about some I'll rinse and repeat. And we've been playing a little bit of Payday 2, haven't we? Which is uh, we have, yeah. been a bit crazy. Um, it has to be, but that was that. That's a that is. Um, I mean, how old's that now? 2020, sure. uh, 2013. 2013. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was looking like it. It, was it looks a bit game. dated, to be fair. Yes, <laughs> but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was it's a bit bit manic at times. We picked it up for what less than a, a pound each, uh, and it's quite a bit of entertainment there until the new one comes out. And I think that's this month, isn't it? Uh, again, so Payday Three is another one that's dropping on Game Pass. So again, somebody's you know one thing I'm going to mention here is these games are on Game Pass. Um, yeah. It comes out uh, 20th, September twenty first. Yeah. yeah. So you know, pay you know it, again. This is where Game Pass comes into it. I know the price up is on Game Pass. We're not going to go into that today, but you know, think about we're getting access to Starfield. Okay, buying that sixty sixty pounds seventy dollars whatever you want to call it, yeah. isn't it? Big game. Yeah. Forza Motorsport probably similar price. Payday Three probably slightly cheaper i think i think i read somewhere it's around the 50 dollar mark something like that um yeah. so you know think of all of that already and what you pay for game pass well, you've paid for game pass straight out and you those three games already oh easily uh, more than paid for game pass yeah yeah so they're definitely coming up but again so we're those are three we're looking forward to we've got you know they're coming up um in the next couple of weeks we will be hopefully playing on payday this week um we'll come back to it yep so then that moves us on to the final section, which is the tech section. Then oh, so we've got yes. a couple of things just because we've got the Apple event happening next week. We so, have. again, Apple event happening on September the 12th, uh, which is called Wanderlust, isn't it? Is that, yeah, Wanderlust, isn't Wanderlust, it? Um, yep. Yep. Uh, and we'll be back there. So, iPhone 15. Uh, and, and of course, then the other one is going to be the new watches, isn't it? Then, so Apple Watch Ultra 2, then, Carl. Come on, then. Oh, I've seen some renders of it in black with the orange buttons, and it know, does look very, oh. very good. Uh, and that's kind of like I was going to look at get a watch series nine, but I might have to push it out the boat to get an ultra two because my four is very scratched. But I've had it for quite a long time, so uh, yeah, it's easy to knock it when it's on your arm. So I think it's time I got an upgrade. Now it might not be day one release, but it's something I want to grab this year. Yeah, so the Ultra then, you know, became the flagship Apple Watch, didn't it, when it was released last year? Um, and it came with, wasn't it, the 45... Uh, no, not... For, what was it? 49 mil case, sorry, wasn't it? The 49 yeah. mil case. Um, the whole launch around the Ultra was with the diving computer, wasn't it? It was a big thing that it came with. Uh, that's been... I don't. I haven't really seen much about that since it was launched, have you? No, no. I, I do remember sitting there watching that, and I think, I think you were watching it as well, or was I... Sending you information on it. I can't remember what it was. Uh, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm thinking, God, this is going to be like a fifteen hundred pound watch or two. You know, knowing the, knowing the cost of diving computers and stuff, I thought it's going to be like fifteen hundred, two thousand pounds. And when it came in at what seven nine nine was it? I must admit, uh, I, I, I was speechless. Seven nine nine dollars, eight eight forty nine UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, they, they only announced the do dollar price, don't they, in the event? <laughs> That's right. Um, but they have the same processor as the Series A. You know, pretty much the guts of it were the same. The difference was the massive screen. You had the action button as well on the right-hand side. You enhanced GPS as well, didn't you? Yeah, and the action button. Yeah, massively enhanced GPS. Uh, you know, for the whole of the tracking for, for kind of outdoor activities. Absolutely. And the battery life, of course, was much longer because you could yep. go effectively, according to them, a couple of days, wasn't it? Yep. Um, because of the, the larger battery life. Now, I, I initially got one. Um, 
and I was a bit up because it cost a lot of money. I, I swapped it out for a Series Eight uh, Did, yeah. Red. Um, I regretted that within days of doing it, um, <laughs> so I will not be making that mistake again. Um, I'm going to upgrade to this. Uh, I think it is a fantastic watch. This, the, the screen real estate and the battery life alone, I think, what make it what it is. You know, it's just it's just an all round fantastic bit of technology, isn't it? And the look of it as well, at least based on the Series One, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think, uh, I say, you should be getting some upgraded processors and stuff like that this time as well. That's the rumor, anyway. Yeah, and according to Mark Gurman, he reckons it's going to have um, the chip in it that's based on the A15 Bionic, isn't it? So, which came out with the uh, iPhone 13. iPhone 13, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, uh, probably gonna be, well, S9 chip, isn't it? That's what I'd be calling <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so uh hopefully that will be an actual improvement this time yeah i think so i mean we, there's rumors that next year which is the watch 10 is going to be a massive redesign isn't it and updates but i i don't think you know the black if they do this in black um then i'm pretty confident this will sell like hotcakes you know, yeah. given if they, if they stick one. it at the yeah, if they stick it at the price limit, um, you know, we haven't got micro LEDs, but we've got an OLED display screen, haven't we, on there? Yep. Um, if it comes in a new color, that's it. Uh, if it doesn't, I'm not definitely a problem, but I think it comes in space black, as I think is what they're calling it. I think German called it. Space gray, who knows? Um, I, I look, I, I'm sold already. I know for a fact I'm sold. It's just about for me, battery life is key on these things, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, and I'm more of a fan of the dark colored uh, watches anyway. I mean, I've got the Space Gray Series 4, and I quite like I, I wasn't a fan of this more lighter silver one. So, yeah, give it to me in black or dark gray, then I'll have it. Yeah, so I mean, for me, I've got the Project Red. It stands out. I really enjoyed that. Um, if the they did this in red. Nice as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is where we're going with it. So, uh, more will be more on this next week. We'll talk about this in our Apple event uh, review show, which we do every year. Um, but you know, this is kind of the early innings, you know. So, what's then the final bit of tech you've got on the list, then, Carl? Ah, the Meta Quest 3. So, oh, uh, I did come and buy the Quest 2. Uh, but the Quest 3 looks like a worthy upgrade. You know, we get a higher resolution uh, display. Those lenses are pancake lenses, so it should be a lot thinner and lighter as well. Not that the Quest 2, I think, is a particularly heavy device, but to have a bit of more weight taken off the front and a thin bit there. Uh, there are apparently uh, proper support for uh, prescription lenses to be popped in there, which would obviously be really helpful for me good. and you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously the processor upgrades, apparently double the performance, but that doesn't bother me as I don't really use it as a standalone device. I use it hooked up to my PC for flight sims and, uh, and racing. Uh, I know the price has gone up, we're probably looking at $500, but I think for the hardware that's in there, that's a bargain, really. So I, you know, rock in the Rift S, yeah. um, and I have enjoyed, I've enjoyed my entry into... Um, vr and i i love playing dcs in vr now it's it's you know so for me i think this might be a good upgrade um the only worry is the cost you know but as you, um, you were saying earlier uh you went to play dcs in uh flat vision or 2d oh, God, yeah. uh the yeah. other night and just couldn't play it no I, I i went to have a go um i just 
and do you know what i really you know i love dcs you know we both do um but yeah i, I was trying to play it as you say in 2d um i just couldn't get into it it just doesn't matter when you're in when you're in when you're in vr it just doesn't have the immersiveness that vr gives you and i i, yeah. I probably should play more vr games um the rift s is quite is a pretty heavy headset to be fair yeah. um and the field of view isn't overly great but you know it does the job but this i think yeah would be great the only thing is it's meta and i kind of have an aversion to saying that word oh, no. um I mean, I know it's a, a huge upgrade in clarity going from uh, I had the original Rift to the Quest 2. I mean, it was night and day difference. Uh, now, obviously, yeah, the Rift that's... S is a better than a Rift, but I still imagine not, going to a yeah. Quest 2 or 3 that you're going to see a big improvement in clarity. Yeah, I mean, the Rift S um, well, was the first major one, wasn't it, after... It was, yeah. Um, you know, and It had inside-out tracking, so you don't have to have the lighthouses like I did no. originally. The only thing I'll say though is the cost of the Rift S was I think about was it six hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah. The Quest Two was half price. You do have to factor um, in for PC that you need a USB C cable and an active one. So yeah, that's the difference. One. Yeah, so I mean, one of the things I because I did a bit of research. So the Quest Two, uh, sorry, the Rift, my Rift S has a resolution of fourteen forty by twelve eighty per eye. Yeah. Whereas the your Quest Two has got is it eighteen is it eighteen hundred basically Something you've like got ten eighty p haven't you yeah yeah basically uh, you've got ten eighty p so I mean already you've gone from uh, you know um, uh, what do they call it QHD <laughs> yeah. to, to you know to full HD of new effectively yeah <laughs> um, I, I just yeah it is good uh, I, I, what worries me is why. Why is the cost so different? That's the only thing I'll say, isn't it? Is it because it was older tech, maybe? Is that I don't know. Uh, but I think I think Meta was subsidizing, weren't they? Uh what well, the, 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 the quest. The quests, yeah. Uh and not necessarily the PC ones. Uh just trying to get that, those mass numbers up. Um I suppose like all things, they're they're all about the store, aren't they? They want you to use it as a standalone headset, buy games from the store, that that kind of stuff, and make the money back there. But we did see it go up in price, didn't we? Over well, not so long ago, was it? It's gone up in price to like four hundred dollars yeah. three hundred or whatever it was, just because cost of manufacturing, they want to make some more money back. Um so yeah, I mean, I suppose technology moves on; it gets better. They're mass producing it; it gets cheaper. Yeah, that's and that could true, be a difference for the, the Rift S. And the other thing is, you know, they've they've both got six degrees of freedom. I expect you know this yeah. will be more. Um, and you're right; the upgrades in the processing, I think, yeah, we've probably come on. It doesn't need oh color pass through as well. It's uh, for AR, so that, that should be in there too. Yeah, definitely. That's another thing. You know, I was really tempted to go to the index or something like that, but I think if the Quest Three pricing point is better. There's a yeah. real good chance. I don't I need it much storage. I'll take the lowest, I'll take the cheapest version of it. I don't need the storage. It's going to be plugged no, into the no. PC. You just need, no, exactly. I, mean, I don't think I spent 80 quid on the USB Thunderbolt cable, but yeah. Well, that's it. You're right. I, I don't need this to be standalone and be in the living room. I, no. I, this is purely a PC headset. Nothing else for me. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I do use it a bit standalone. I let the kids play on it. I've done a couple of bits and pieces. I like some of the games like Space Pirate Trainer. I like the Jurassic World games where you see the dinosaurs. So we have used it standalone, but yeah, it's like five percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, I, probably I'd do the same. With my kids, you know, they they enjoy occasionally playing on Microsoft Flight Simulator yeah. in VR. They kind of think that's great. Um, so yeah, you're right. There's probably that, but I think yeah, ninety nine percent of the time it's going to be tethered to the PC and leveraging, you know, the the, the mm. GPU and the PC, isn't it? Yeah. So. 
so that's it but yeah i suppose yeah i can't wait for that to come out either so definitely be interested to see what the pricing point on that is uh if not then i'll be picking up a cheap quest 2 i suppose when they uh well, i'll look <laughs> at my quest 2 when i buy the quest 3 oh there you go then there yeah go. pass me down it's always a good job excellent work well i think that's probably a good place for us to wrap up for today we'll be back next week episode 144 um as i say we have got a good lineup of cybersecurity stories earlier there we may shuffle some of those out given the uh announcements made by apple next week so hold fire for that we have got these stories coming hold on so with that then um you can still find us on x or twitter whatever you want to call it this week <laughs> uh, we're still there at weekly tech round all of our show notes at techround.online uh please tell your friends about us leave us a comment we always like to hear about people that listen to the show and bump into people randomly that i do at work and stuff who have heard the podcast <laughs> so right then we'll be back next week and with that i've been jay i've been carl good night all <laughs>